the promise that I issue to you is that by one o'clock today, you will know more than you do now. LBC 97.3 Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Three minutes after 12. A very good afternoon indeed to you. It's Thursday. It can mean only one thing. Mystery Hour is upon us. You uh, it should be, if you're not familiar with it now, indulge me for a moment. I'll, I'll, I'll fill you in. If you are familiar with it already, indulge me even more for the same moment because you already know this. The phone lines are open. The number you need is 0845 The way it works is this. People ring in, ideally you, with a question, any question. The only rules we have is that it can't be dull, and that's a very subjective uh, decision-making process. Generally involves motoring-type questions. We think they're generally quite dull. Or questions that only you are interested in the answer to. It has to be something that is going to sort of tickle the trivia interest in all of us uh, and the only other reason why you won't get your question was if it's repetitious if we can remember dealing with it relatively recently um the way you get your question on the board is is, is by ringing it in you can check the archive at lbc.co.uk by um to see whether it's been on before but it's to be fair it's fun in and, in and of its own it's an end in itself the archive it's a yet another reason to visit lbc.co.uk and if you hear someone else ask a question to which you do know the answer, you have to ring in with it. Well, you don't really have to, but I'd like to think you would anyway. Otherwise, if you're not clear, just stick around for a couple of calls and you'll get a full idea of how silly and serious the territory can become. I love this, and I always do know something at the end of this hour that I didn't know at the beginning. Whether or not it's something that will prove useful or even vaguely valuable in, in future life, only time will tell. Let us begin in Islington, just like New Labour. That's where Andrew is. Andrew, what's your question? Oh, hi, James. Um, I was watching one of those history programmes on the BBC last night, and uh, there were lots of words that came up from, I think it was Charles II sort of era. Yes. Anyway, one of them was um, lukewarm, and I sort of assumed that was a kind of more modern word, but obviously it wasn't. And I don't... Uh, I'm trying to understand where the Luke bit comes from. Yeah, me too, what, actually. What it means. We, I mean, we all know what lukewarm means, but... Um, Anyway, oh, I so I saw it as this very old word back in mm. whenever, and I I thought about it this morning, and then um, saw saw the lines were up on Twitter, and thought, right, I'm going to call. Good man, and of course, as you know, Andrew, very timely because today is, is the anniversary of Nell Gwynne's birth, the, the, the mistress of, of Charles II. Oh, you see, I've learned something already. <laughs> Do you know where I learned that? Where Twitter. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> if you don't follow me, it's at Mr. James O.B. or at LBC973. Well, Andrew, that's lovely, mate. Thank you. Lukewarm. We only do one or two uh, derivation questions a week. We only do one or two. What's the origin of this phrase? Where does that come from a week? Otherwise, we could dedicate the whole programme to it. Dave is in Orpington. Dave, question or answer? Uh, question, please. Yes. Right, you know HP sauce? I do. The brown one, right. OK, I'm looking at the label. Behind the HP... HP um, symbol is a picture of the Houses of Parliament. Yes. I just wondered, is there a connection? HP, Houses of Parliament. That's the question, is it? Yeah. Not why is it, why is why does the source reference Parliament? You, you're wondering whether it's a coincidence that HP is on the bottle superimposed on a picture of the Houses of Parliament. Yeah, what, what is the connection? There must be something. Why is it... What's your gut feeling? I mean, do you think it's a coincidence that they put a picture of the Houses of Parliament on the bottle and then sort of thought, well, I know, let's call it HP, or they decided to call it HP and then needed a picture and just happened on that one by accident? Coincidence? I don't know. I mean, no. I doubt if they use HP in the Houses of Parliament. You what? I 
I doubt if they use the HP sauce in the House of Parliament. Oh, I think they do. Eric Pickles gets through six bottles a day, I think. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go out on a limb, Dave, if, you, if you will allow me. I don't think it's a coincidence that HP and House of Parliament appear on the bottle. I think it's, it's, called, a, it's called sort of House of the Parliament sauce, and they've abbreviated it to HP. Well, did it originally be used in the House of Parliament, then? then that's an interesting question. <laughs> Dare I say, yeah. possibly more interesting than the first one. Oh, thanks a lot. No, I'm sorry, Dave, don't be like that. Don't get that. I, 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 I don't know. I imagine it, it's something to do with the Empire, and it was a sort of sauce, because like a lot of those sauces that are full of um, spices, it, it was probably used to design food, to disguise the taste of dodgy food when you went overseas, and therefore it needed a picture on it that reminded everyone of home, like Worcestershire sauce, I suppose, although that was actually made in Worcestershire. We'll find out. Well, HP sauce, why is it called? Someone's going to know the answer to that. I'm amazed we haven't done it before. But do you mind, Dave, if I approach it from that angle and just presume that it's not by accident that HP and Houses of Parliament ended up on the bottle? Well, it's your show, and you're the main man. <laughs> no, you're the main man, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. Ivan's in the city. Question or answer, Ivan? Question. Go on. Yeah, it's about clapping. What's the origins of it? How did it start? Why? You know, to, to, you know we do, to show approval. We all know why we do it now, but at some point it must have just started. It'd be audiences, won't it? How else are you going to show a, a, a crowd that you're happy? If, you, if you're in a crowd and the person on the stage is doing something, how are you going to show them that you're happy? I, I, I mean, that's why we do it now, but there must be there must be more to it. Well, go on, Carl, what else could we have done back in the midst of time? I don't know. You could stamp your feet, you could whistle. I, I do. don't know. There's, there's, well, yeah, we do. So what we want, we want the first recorded instance of it or something like that, do we? Yeah, well, I don't think you're going to get that, but yeah, you something like that. If you build it, they will come. You sound like you're, you sound like you're on a horse or something at the moment, Ivan. I'm in a lorry on hands free. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me uh, get back to it immediately. It's nine minutes after 12. This is LBC 97.3. Clapping. I, I like those questions where you can just add a suffix on the end. You could just go clapping. What's that all about then? <laughs> that is effectively the question. HP source, why? And lukewarm origins, derivations, please. 08456060973. Louisa is in Gravesend. Louisa, question or answer? Morning to you, James. Hello, Louisa. Um, we fly the Union flag in our back garden, and we were wondering whether on Armistice Day, whether yes. we should have put it at half mark. Well, you should have rung last week. Well, so, I know. It's, it's a bit late through. now, isn't it? Well, sorry, I was busy. Well, what do you mean you were busy? It was like you were talking about armistices. Why do you have a flag in? Your, why, why do you have a flag in your back garden? My other half likes flags. Does he? He's really got his Christmas one on all day. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, okay. He, so should it have been at half? Should no, I'll take your word for that, Louisa. <laughs> love, love is blind. I, uh, I, I, I sort of see it as being. I didn't see any at half mast on arm, but I wasn't really looking. No, actually. we weren't out and about. I don't know if it's half mast just as a sign of respect at bereavement or for remembrance as well. Which is a sort of mass, mass in a sense, a mass expression of grief or, or bereavement. Yeah. I like that. Should, should your flag, or should did, should flags <laughs> fly at half mast? I feel a bit guilty that I don't know the answer to that, and I'm hoping it means the answer is no, they shouldn't be, because if they, if, if they should be, you'd like to think you knew that already. But exactly. uh, on, on, on Armistice Day or Remembrance Sunday or both, should, should flags yeah. be lowered? Should flags be lowered to half mast? It's a lovely question, Louisa. Thank you. 11 minutes after 12. What have we got? Lukewarm water, HP source, 
There's an unappetising menu. Lukewarm water, HP sauce, clapping and half-mast flags. Um, remember, I need answers. If you can answer any of these questions, hit the numbers now, 0845 Only by answering questions can we free up the phone lines that we need to get more questions on. So if you can answer any of those, front of the queue for you. Ali is in Edgware. Ali, what's your question? Hi, good afternoon, James. Um, okay, my question is about uh, today's particular date in... Uh the Islamic calendar. Uh, today marks the 1,374th anniversary um, of the Battle of Karbala. Yes. Um, I'm just wondering uh, what that battle was about and why it's being uh, marked so many years later. Are you are you of the Islamic faith yourself, Ali? I am. Yes. To be honest with you, I've done some reading on it, and I've done you know um, I've, I've been to I've listened to a few uh, you know uh, lectures on the topic, but. Uh, I mean, to, 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 to be able to, um, you know, what you hear is the history um, and, the, you know... Um, but the reason I ask you that is because I've got a horrible feeling you're going to learn more about this than I do already, which is a slightly odd way of doing the, doing the question. So you know it was a battle, but you yeah. don't know, I mean, to be simplistic about it, you're not quite sure what they were fighting about. Well, the, the thing is, the, the, you know, the, the way I see it, there's, there's a number of factors. There's political factors, some say there's religious factors, some, you know, there's, there's so many different factors involved, and I'm just wondering if someone can actually shed some light on, you know, the, 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 or if there was one overriding reason why that particular battle was fought. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so what was the Battle of Kerbala about? Yes. And if you can't answer it in a sentence, don't ring in. I think. Otherwise, we could be here all day. Gary's in Hoban. Gary, question or answer? A uh, question, please, James. Oh, we're running out. I'm getting worried. I'm going to have a million questions by quarter past twelve and no answers. Can you answer any of the ones <laughs> we've done already, Gary? Before we go, no, on? I'm afraid. I'm oh, afraid. Come on, I can't. Try a little bit. Aim a bit higher. <laughs> then. That's what we were talking about in the first hour. It's that lack of aspiration <laughs> bringing our country to its knees. Go on then. I want to say before my question, James, it's an absolute joy, first time to speak to you. Oh, leave it out, Gary. I'm a new listener from, since May, and I've, I've listened to you 24 hours if you were on the, on the radio. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. I really appreciate yeah. that. Don't spoil yeah, my, it now. My, Don't spoil it now. No, I won't. Hope, hope, <laughs> hope, the, hope the question is good enough now. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's um, um, a space station out in, out in space with yeah. the astronauts. The yeah. uh, question is, where do they get their air from? It's got to be tanks, hasn't it? Yeah, but, I mean, when it runs out, will they send, send one up in a rocket? When it runs out, mate, no one can hear them scream. Okay. So, no, okay. I don't, no, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, of course, do they, because the space stations, do they deliver That's tanks of gas like, like, like the Calaman? <laughs> yeah, I know they take, some, they take some with them, but I'm just thinking well, once, once they're up there, when it runs out, it's got to run out at some point. I like that. No, you're on. Well played. And thank you for the kind words. I do appreciate them. It's 14 minutes after 12. This is LBC 97.3. Uh, so if you can answer any of these, it's a bit odd. Why is this happening today? Is it just me or am I, is, it, is it a bit odd? Okay. Do we never get answers before quarter past? Why am I, I just, am I going through the questions too quickly? We've got six questions already. I think we got in a little bit early, didn't we? Because I, I foreshortened my usual introduction. Should we play a theme tune? That'll take us up to the travel, will it? Or should we come back from the travel with one of the theme tunes? Okay, I'm, I'm going to go to the travel news now. When we come back, we can start answering these questions. Uh, why do we call water lukewarm? And don't say because it's tepid. Actually, no, do say that. It'd be really funny. HP sauce. Why? Clapping. What's that all about? Should flags fly at half-mast on Remembrance Sunday? I apologise, or on Armistice Day. I apologise for not knowing the answer to that. It's, it's evidence of the gaps that I have in, in my knowledge. Many of us are perhaps the same. Slightly odder question there. What was the Battle of Kerbala about 1,374 years ago? And how do they replenish the air supply in space? It's 12.15.
LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with James O'Brien. It's 90 minutes after 12, and uh, if you're new to Mistria, this might not make sense, but trust me, you, you, you'll be around for long enough so that it will eventually. Four, four people now, is it? Four listeners have kindly submitted, five actually, have kindly submitted their own theme tunes for Mistria. And, and I think just because it's the most recent, this is my current favourite. And I, I mentioned, you know when they do those surveys, the best albums of all time, and Robbie Williams comes second, because he's just really popular at that moment i don't think robbie himself would claim that his uh, any of his albums are better than than three or four beatles albums for example but i think that might be why i love this one so much but at the moment lone drums mystery our theme tune is by far my favorite do not adjust your radios welcome to the mystery James O'Brien, education in the name of science, like how many hairs in the mane of a lion, and are really two people the same as James? I don't know, I suggest you ask James, or maybe read the book if you can't wait, but if you know the answer you can partake, pick up a phone, call James, we can parlay. It's the mystery hour, don't drop, J-O-B, it's the mystery I just love it. That's Lone Drum, ladies and gentlemen. I sound like a proper DJ. Uh, parlay as well. Great use of the word parlay. That's in, uh, is that in Gangster Talk as well? Parlay. Is that, I've, I've seen it. Have I seen it on Boardwalk Empire or somewhere like that? I think. I'm not sure. Anyway, Hassan's in Slough. Question or answer, Hassan? Answer. Bring it on. Can you wrap it? Right. Can I clap it? No, wrap it. Well, you can clap it wrap if you it. want. Can you wrap the answer? <laughs> no, don't, please. Uh, no, I can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Go that on. was a really good rap. I really liked it. <laughs> it um, great, no, it? There's a privilege to give a second answer in three weeks now. Um, yeah, no one likes to the last, the last one I did was that nine-year-old boy about binary star systems. Yes, yes well done. Uh, no, this one about Kabbalah. Um, I think the, the question is quite apt at this time because it is the month of Muharram in the Islamic calendar, and that's where the battle actually, uh, when the battle took place. Now, okay. To put it simply, uh, to condense 13 years, uh, 1,300 years of Islamic history into one minute. Please, one uh, sentence, I'd say actually. One sentence. Um, the battle is about justice, uh, to put it simply. Now, uh, what it means is that um, the uh, tyrannical leader at that time, uh, he was the second leader of the Umayyad dynasty. You would have heard of the Ottomans. Yes. Okay. Uh, previous to the Ottomans, you had the Abbasids, and previous to that, you had the Umayyad dynasty okay. uh, that ruled the Muslim world. Now, Yazid was the second Umayyad leader, the caliph of, of the, or the yes. king uh, of the Muslims at that time. Um, you have uh, another character called uh, Hussein, who was the grand, one of the grandsons of Prophet Muhammad. Yes. And um, the uh, people of Kufa, which is in Iraq, uh, they invited Hussein to come to Kufa. Uh, they promised they would actually help him to overthrow Yazid, uh, who was the tyrannical ruler at that time. So Hussein uh, did actually go to Kufa um, on the invitation of the Kufans uh, against the advice of some of the other companions uh, yeah. because they knew the history of the people of Kufa. They've always let down the family of the Prophet. Mate, uh, I'm going to have so to hurry was... you up, Hussein. Okay. So basically, uh, the, the, uh, he went there. Um, most of the Kufans actually let him down. They did not participate. Yeah. He only had 72 uh, companions uh, who participated in the Battle of Karbala, and he was actually martyred. He was, he was uh, murdered, basically, by the army of Yazid at that time. Cool. I, th- I could do that in a sentence. 
I think. I'll, I'll just give a history. I'll, I'll give no, a, well, I appreciate it. I'm a still a bit confused. Do you think the fellow who asked the question is halfway through his history homework or something like that? I, I mean, to, to, <laughs> Possibly, yeah. It doesn't really seem like a mystery to me, this. It seems just like history, not mystery. It's history. It's, a, yeah, history. it's not a history mystery, it's just history. It's a history hour, yeah. No, um, all Muslims uh, agree that this was a tragedy, but this is specifically commemorated by the Shia community. Now, I'm, I'm a Sunni myself, right. but I've read a lot about Shiaism, so it's something specific to them in terms of commemoration, but in terms of the belief about the injustice, all Muslims agree with that. Round of applause for Hassan, I think. It's not, ga- it's not Boardwalk Empire, it's Pirates of the Caribbean I was thinking of, parlay, isn't it? Jack Sparrow has a parlay. Nick's in Bristol. Nick, question or answer? I've got an answer for you, James. Hello, yeah. good afternoon. Bring it on. Uh, it's the answer, Luke, as in lukewarm. Yes. It comes from um, ducks in German. Does it? Yeah. Uh, the ducks for tepid is low, L-A-U. Yeah. And the German for tepid is Lovarm. L-A-U-W-A-R-M. Lovarm. Oh, OK. Yeah, that would cover it. It's got nothing to do with St. Luke, then? Uh, nothing to do with St. Luke. Lovar. So it's just one of those words that comes from the, the sort of Germanic, rather than the Latin heritage yeah. of, of English. Uh, qualifications, Nick? Uh, it, it sends back to a question that was on Mr. Yale uh, a few months ago, which what? is where... The origins of midwife, which came from the German with wife. So I was just uh, quite interested to see what kind of words that we use that came from Germanic backgrounds. Fair enough. I mean, that's actually a brilliant answer. So Mystery Hour inspired you to do more research <laughs> into <laughs> English words with Germanic backgrounds. It did indeed. And people say commercial radio isn't as highbrow as uh, publicly funded radio. There, there you go. So what are you doing today? Oh, I'm just, uh, I'm, just uh, I'm just inquiring into English words with Germanic backgrounds as a direct result of listening to LBC 97.3. Exactly, John. They turned you a round of applause, at least. That's what you really wanted, not the knowledge. Yeah, a round of applause, yeah. Yes, my, ha- my, my hat trick. Oh, all right, then. I just, I, we might have to start banning people who've been on before. I, I, I don't want to alienate the newbies. Anyway, you're never going to have as many as me. Jane's in Stamford, La Hope. Jane, question or answer? Question, James. Marvellous. It's, can we sneeze in our sleep, or do we sneeze in our sleep? <laughs> why, why do you want to know? Well, because yesterday, when I woke up... Yeah. I lay in bed for a couple of minutes, and then I started sneezing. Yes. And I thought, did I sneeze because I was awake, or would I have sneezed anyway? Or did you wake yourself up by sneezing? No. How do you no, know? No, that's the thing. How do you know? Because I laid there for a couple of minutes before I started sneezing. Yeah, but you might have sneezed a couple of minutes before and then sneezed again a couple of minutes later. Yeah, I suppose if you thought, if, yeah, if I really looked at it, looked at it like that, I suppose I could have done, but I don't think I did. Do you sneeze every morning? No, I've got a slight cold. I mean, oh, is that all? It's not allergies or anything like that. No. Mrs. O'Brien sneezes like you wouldn't believe, Jane, at Did night. She sneezes in the sleep. In the I don't, well, it's hard to say. She sneezes in my sleep, and my sleep is swiftly curtailed by the sneeze. But I, I would have thought you, you would wake yourself up if you sneezed, wouldn't well, you? Well, that's it. I never I have. I can, uh, How do you know you never have? You weren't there when you sneezed. You were asleep. I've, I've woke myself up snoring. Have you? Yeah. Ugh. And at the instant, you go, oh. You do. Snoring. Yes. Yeah. And you have that bit at the end of the dream where the noise of the snore is sort of getting infiltrating into your dreams and then you realise that it's not actually part of your dream and you are actually waking yourself up by snoring, but you've never had that with a sneeze? No. Hmm. Who's going to know the answer to this one, Jane? Um, 
hoping you might. Oh, that's very sweet of you, but no, no, <laughs> no. They can't. I mean, do you, how can I ask this gallantly? Do you do you, do you sleep alone? Uh, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't he have been a better person to ask, or she? I don't know. I just don't think. No, he wouldn't wake up if I, he smells like a train. <laughs> <laughs> so can you sneeze in your sleep? Yeah, do you? And if if we don't, if not, why not? If not, why not? I like That's it. Good questions. We're not allowed to. Are no, we? you can. I think. I think the second one will get answered in the course of the first one. Okay. It depends whether or not it's the fellow. Question. Pre- no, it's not a silly question at all. No, no it's a lovely question. Everyone's okay. going to wonder about this. I, I, I actually did have my sleep disturbed last night. By excessive sneezing on the part of my partner, but uh, I, I, I'd, I'd like to think it hasn't affected my mood unduly today, Jane. You're not detecting any tetchiness, are you, on no, my part? No, no, no. You've been very uh, amiable. <laughs> <laughs> Can we clip that? Put it on the advert. <laughs> James O'Brien. He's very um, amiable. Clint's in St Albans. Clint, question or answer? It's an answer. Thank you, Clint. What have you got? Do the flag flying um, half mass and remembrance Sunday? Yeah, or, or Armistice Day. Well, honestly, yeah, no, it doesn't. It, right. The only time it flies now, uh, you have to bear with me if I can't remember 100% the reason, because I was doing press-ups at the time of being explained to me for asking stupid questions. But um, I think it's only if, at the, like, a prime minister or somebody dies, um, if a, so- a sovereign soul... It's never dies. commemorative. It's always immediate. It, it always but reflects that's something that's just yeah. happened rather than something that happened cent- uh, decades that's right, ago. Yeah. Qualifications? Um, I asked my RSM on Remembrance Sunday when I was in the army. Oh, that'll do. And, and you were doing press-ups for being a smart-ass, were you? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, 29 minutes after 12. You're listening to LBC 97.3. This round of applause is for you, Clint. Thank you. Now get down and give me 20! No, don't, really. Or even if you did, no one would know. Uh, you can, of course, still get involved as I bid farewell to Clint. It does free up one phone line. It gets really busy. People tell me that the clever thing to do is to use uh, radar judiciously, to hit radar if you get an engaged tone or you don't, don't get through to somebody. I can only assure you that, that, that we answer the phones as swiftly and as um, effectively as we can, turning over an epic number of calls in the course of this hour. But but it's no reason why yours shouldn't be one of them. It's coming up to half past 12. Now, you are listening to Mystery Hour with me, James O'Brien, on LBC 97.3. If you're li- listening on the podcast, remember, you can't phone in. It's 12.30. LBC 97.3. Call 0845 6060973. Text 84850. Tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with James O'Brien. 33 minutes after 12 and the, uh, the weekly quest for enlightenment is well underway. You already know more about lukewarm water and uh, the Battle of Kerbala than you possibly will ever need to. We're still trying to find out the origin of clapping. Why do we clap? Why do humans clap? Um, and uh, is it possible to sneeze in your sleep? And you don't need any scientific qualifications to answer that. If there are people who, who would have the scientific qualifications to answer that question, I'm dashed if I know. But uh, it, you could just simply say, yeah, I've, I've, I've watched my partner do it. Can you sneeze and stay asleep? I've seen my cat do that. My cat has sneezed in its sleep without waking up. I don't know if that constitutes an answer. If you're just joining us and you're wondering what the hell is going on, don't ask me. Derek's in Edmonton. Derek, question or answer? Answer. Bring it on, Derek. All right. Your International Space Station oxygen question is dead simple. They take power from the um, solar panels that are on the station and they feed power through water. Is an electrolysis process. The water splits into hydrogen and oxygen. The oxygen is used for the astronauts to breathe. The hydrogen is used as a fuel. How's that for a simple answer? 
it's a thing of great beauty. I, I think you do yourself down a bit when you say it's simple. It's a, it's a, it's a very knowledgeable response. What are your qualifications? Uh, well, I'm just a big space and science fan, and I do a lot of reading about it. Fair play. So does that mean that they're, 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 they're sort of infinitely powered then? I mean, you could stay up there forever, or does it not create enough hydrogen and oxygen for, a, for an endless... Mission. Well, no, because they Oh, it need, depends on how need, much water they take, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They need water supply. Um, and also, there's filters on the station which filter out the carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and various other noxious gases. And those filters eventually wear out and need replacing. So, uh, no, they couldn't stay up there forever. They need supplies from uh, down here. It's <laughs> a lovely answer. And it's earned you this. Yay! Thank uh, you. No, very nicely done. Of course, I'm trying to work out what the origins of that is, or the actual clapping. What are the origins of clapping? That's one of the questions that remain. So we've done the lukewarm, we've done the carbola, we've done the flies, flags at half-mast, we've done the spaceship. All we've got left is clapping, sneezing, and HP sauce. Sounds like a recipe for a lovely weekend. Uh, it also means I've got a couple of phone lines free now, so don't hang about. 0845 is the number to call. Uh, I've, I've also, do you know, we haven't had one decent, real, serious, taking the question at least vaguely seriously, answer to the question of what, what Prince Charles could get for his birthday. If that's because you don't care, fair enough. Where are we going next, Jim? Kensington? Jim is in Kensington. Question or answer, Jim? It's an answer, James. Bring it on, Jim. Um, it's the HP source one. Mm. I used to sell it in a shop I had about 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. A, grocer's, rep- a grocer's shop. Uh, yeah, it was a mix. It was like a small mini market. You're, you're um, not a secret war hero, are you, Jim? No, I'd, 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 uh, no I've, only, uh, I've only got um, historical answers <laughs> on some of the war questions you might have <laughs> from my dad. Oh, all right. <laughs> Go on. Um, yeah, we used to have a rep come in, and um, uh, just over a period of time, I used to ask him questions. He used to come down from Leicester or Nottingham, and I'd, I just we used to buy the HP sauce, and I asked him where the like the origin of HP. I said, was it the Houses of Parliament? And he said, no, it was originally called a guy called Fred Garton. And I've told this story many times to people. Uh, it used to be called Garton's Sauce. And then when he, he found out that it was being served in the Houses of Parliament, he just changed the name to HP Sauce. And then uh, sometime later, he got into financial trouble with his vinegar supplier. And he sold the recipe and also other bits and pieces of the company to the vinegar supplier, who then put the logo of the Houses of Parliament on with the HP uh, logo as well, and that's where it comes from. You're right. I, 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 I actually know that you're right, because as you spoke, this, the, the lights came on in my brain. I remember this story for two reasons. One, one the factory ended up near, near where I grew up in Birmingham, and they used to have a bridge, a vinegar bridge. Did you know that? It's I did. To he get, told me that as well. The, yeah. They used to go, uh, go over or under a road or over a road. I think it went over. I think I, I don't know if I saw it. Over. My dad told me, but and and and, it, and he sold it for, for about fifty quid. He sold it for an absolute song. The, uh, the 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 rights, the recipe, Jim. That's a beautiful answer, and and your qualifications are well established. Before you go, can I tell yes. you something that you will find impossible to believe? Are you are you a fan of, of HB sauce? A fan of brown sauce? I, do you know what? On a Sunday morning, yeah. an egg and bacon sandwich with HB sauce. Bingo. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. But do you know what I did on Sunday morning? Go on, cornflakes. I, I got, I got. No, I wouldn't put it on my cornflakes. I like the stuff, but not that much. I got, I got slung out of the house because Mrs. O'Brien was doing some filming for for a project she's working on at the moment. So I went out for breakfast on Sunday morning. Right? I mean, that's yeah. actually quite a treat. Strolling up the River Thames down in my part of town, and I happened upon a Cafe Rouge. You, you're familiar with a Cafe Rouge? Yes, team? I am. I ordered a full English breakfast, or as they call it, le petit déjeuner anglais. Yes. Excuse me. Could I possibly have some brown sauce, please? 
Pas de chance, mon ami. Pas de chance. No, it looked to me as if I'd asked her to, I don't know, bring me a freshly boiled hog's head or something like that. Can you imagine serving a full English breakfast without having a brown sauce option? Jim, you don't sound like you share my fury on this one. Jim, you don't sound like you're still with us. <laughs> you're going to miss this round of applause. <laughs> Bobby's in the West End. Bobby, could you know what happened to me on Sunday morning, Bobby? No, go on. No, I went out for breakfast, right? I went to Café Rouge and they didn't have any brown sauce. That's a wind-up, surely. No, I kid you not. It was almost as if I was being rude by asking. Well, that is such an English thing, it should be everywhere. That's... Everywhere should have HP sauce. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. What did you ring in for? <laughs> well, I rang in for is, um, can you actually be rendered unconscious by a noise? Well, coming up later today on LBC 97.3, you have to... <laughs> 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 no, you, don't mean, you don't mean sent to sleep, you mean actually knocked out Sparko. Yeah, knocked out. The reason I'm saying that is that... Um, and my son, a couple of weeks ago, one of his friends whistled very loudly in his ear. Yeah. And he sort of threw a wobbly. And I went, like, you're right. He went, Dad, Dad, I nearly passed out. I really? nearly passed out. Yeah. He whistled very loudly in his ear, and he sort of threw a wobbly and said to me, I nearly passed out. And ever since then, I'm thinking, can a noise actually make you faint, pass out, render you unconscious? Whatever way you want to call it. I like, can a noise knock you out? I like that. That's yeah, nice, can a noise knock you out? You'd, you'd be, and it would just be a noise, wouldn't it? Because I was thinking with, with bombs and things, you wouldn't be able to separate the impact from the noise. But there's plenty of things where it would just be the sound. Yeah, just the sound. Like, would you stand next to, um, say, a massive speaker at a concert, and if they belted out a tune, and all of a sudden, you just, like, fell on the floor, like, literally unconscious for, for whatever length of time? It's, it's, it just, like I said, once he said to me, I nearly passed out. I like it. It just had me thinking. I thought, I've got to ask the question. I've got to ask the question. No, I like it a lot. Um, uh, so, kind of noise knock you out? And if, if it's ever, I did know a pregnant lady, a friend, a friend of ours who was pregnant, who fainted at the cinema because it was so loud. But I think when you're pregnant, it's a slightly different biological ball game altogether. Uh, remember, as I bid farewell to Bobby, if you're waiting to get through and failing, that, that now's the best time to try again. Oh eight four five six zero six zero nine seven three. We've done the HP source. What's left? We've got clapping, sneezing, and noise. So, what's the origin of clapping? Why do humans clap to show appreciation? Is it learned behaviour or is it somehow instinctive? Can you sneeze in your sleep? If not, why not? And can you knock yourself... Can you be knocked out by a noise, by a single noise? 08456060973. Andy is in Mill Hill. Andy, question or answer? Question, please, mate. Um, afternoon, Squire. I was on. watching one of those um, gold mining programmes on TV the other day. Hang on and a minute. About... Hey, no, well, what do you mean one of those gold mining programmes? Is that a well-established genre? Is that, I mean, you could have said one of those sport or history pro- Gold mining programmes? Gold there's loads of them at the moment. Is there? Yeah. Is there? Loads of them. All right. I'll yeah. take your word for it. So there you were, watching but, one of those gold mining Yeah, programs. so they get the little nuggets and they melt them all down. And I was thinking, obviously metals have got different um, melting temperatures. Yeah. So how, in the olden days, before we had sort of modern technology with infrared and stuff like that, how did they work out the temperature, the melting temperature of these metals? Everything from iron to, to copper to gold to everything else. How, how do they do it now? I mean, you've got, like, infrared, and you've got, obviously, what? really big... You can measure temperature with infrared. Can you? How does that work? Yeah. Um, That's not I a fair question. You did not ring in today to be asked how they use infrared to measure the temperature of molten metal, did you? No, but you've no. got, like, obviously, a, a normal sort of um, um, 
a mercury thermometer, for example, for boiling water, you get it for sugar and stuff, and obviously you got up to two or three hundred degrees. But obviously we're looking at hundreds, aren't we? Well, how do we know they did measure the temperature? They well, just they just heated it until it melted. Yeah, but he, he, when you've got like a periodic table, you've got the sort of um, you've got the element. Yeah, yeah. And normally, along with it, you've got the sort of melting temperature and the sort of solid. The, yeah, well, you have, you have now. Right? You have now. That might not have been there when they did the periodic table for the first time. So True. I don't know, and and I, I don't know if your answer is comprehensive enough. I don't know how they measure the temperature of me- me- melted metal now. You say they use infrared, but I don't know how that would work. Well, they they could use infrared. Really? But I mean, there's probably yeah. I mean, you can do it. I mean, those kind of like um, those thermal imaging cameras, they can give you a good idea of temperature, and that's infrared. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, but you'd still need to calibrate it on something, wouldn't you? So you would. You'd exactly, have to know yeah. the temperature of the thing you were calibrating it on. So, how, how do you measure the temperature of molten metal in a world before infrared technology had been invented? Yes. Well done. Yeah. All right. If they get an answer to this, I will give you the money myself, Andy. Young is in Wandsworth. Young, question or answer? Answer. Go on. It's about the clapping. Yeah. Now. Clapping is is from our it's ape behaviour. Pardon, apes. It's apes, yeah, because we are apes. And um, what you see when a gorilla goes and it starts going, and the other monkeys when they they all get excited and they go and they they clap everything, they they hit things. That comes from our ape um, background where we used to get excited, and when we got excited. We'd start, like, waking up, waving our hands about. Young, mate, can I, can I just tell you something? That, that my, my boss has just walked into the studio, the owner of the whole, of the whole company, and you're doing gorilla noises on the radio. This is, yeah, this, this is not, it's not good for me and not good for him. He thinks this is the, the hotbed of intellectualism on LBC 97.3, and you're doing monkey noises on the wireless. I couldn't do the action without doing the, the No, noise. all right. So you think it's not learned behaviour, then? It is completely instinctive. Yes, but uh, eventually it became more refined and it became what we know as applause. Yes. And yes. you know this how? Well, I was speaking to a scientist guy once and um, he told me that, yeah, it's from like when we were more like apes. And do you know what? I buy this, actually. I think that probably makes sense because you're right, they do do it. Like, and why not? As you get, become more refined, you don't want to hit yourself. So you start clapping your hands, show appreciation, so, show excitement and it... Yep, you've done it. You've earned a round of applause. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Thank just you very do, much. No, Thank just, you. Do, just, just do the noise for us one more time. <laughs> Travel news. Jones, Jones, quick. Ten to one, and all's well on Mystery Hour. Uh, sneezing in your sleep. Can you be knocked out by a noise? I bet you can, can't you? I mean, you know, if something breaks the sound barrier, it could knock you out, couldn't it? Like, boom. Sonic boom, is that what it's called? And uh, how do you... How do they measure the temperature of molten metal? I, d- I don't even know how they do it now. You, you, using infrared, the questioner said. But if you go back in time, how did they used to do it? Like, if they indeed they did, I don't know. The, the sort of calibration of, of, of molten metal boiling points, melting points... 0845 is the number to call. Can you sneeze in your sleep? Can a noise knock you out? And how do they measure the temperature of molten metal? I like that. Uh, Mike's in Chiswick. Mike, question or answer? Got an answer for you, mate. Have you ever been to that Café Rouge down by the river? I have. It's very nice, actually. Yeah, yeah. you didn't ask for brown sauce, though, did you? 
<laughs> Not only if it's HP. No, no, they didn't have it. I was in there on Sunday. I, I asked for brown sauce with my full English breakfast. Do you think I need to let this go now, Mike? I, I, I'm... Oh, no, mate. The world's gone mad. It's uh, disgusting. Everybody should have HP with their eggs. Full English breakfast, even if it is in French. Le petit déjeuner anglais. Could I have some brown sauce, please? Oh, no. Amen. Amen to that. Oh, yeah, thank absolutely. You. Anyway, wh- where were we? Uh, I've got the answer for you. It's about the sound. Can sound knock you out? Brilliant. And uh, it definitely can. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why. Sound, a really, really loud sound, will actually dissipate the air around it, almost like an explosion. Yeah. But if the sound is loud enough, then the reaction will be violent enough in order to kind of knock you out as if there's been an explosion in front of you. That's one way of doing it. But then also high sonic frequencies can cause you uh, so much in- extreme pain in the inner ear that the pain alone would knock you out. Uh, oh, wow, like, like a defence mechanism. Exactly, yeah. If the sound is piercing enough, it's like if you've ever had a phone next to your ear and someone starts, uh, if ever, someone's ever whistled down a phone or you've, you've heard a klaxon going off when you've been on a phone, uh, the sound can almost disorientate you to a, to a dizzy state. So it's quite easy to be knocked That's out. That's a by great sound. answer. Because, in fact, I don't know if you heard the original question, his son's mate whistled in his ear, re- like really whistled in his ear, and, and he, he, he went a bit nuts and said he felt like he was about to pass out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much the same thing. It's just enough to disorientate the, uh, the inner ear. You can perforate it. The pain alone would knock you out. Quality. What's, what are your qualifications, Mike? It's just things I remember from school, and I've done a lot of sound engineering in my past, so uh, I kind of understand sound and loud noises. Not only frighten the living daylights out of you, but can, can cause you to lose your foot in a few times. Yeah, I can well believe it, but, but much more now you've explained it properly than I did before. Thank you, mate. This is for you. Is that, is that loud enough for you, Mike? Is that... Is, is, <laughs> it's 12.53, if, if you work in that branch, or indeed any branch of any restaurant that serves a full English breakfast, you really should have brown sauce in the... Uh, even even there's a chippy on Portobello Road, I went for my lunch the other day, and they, they didn't have it on the table. You had to ask for it, especially, it had ketchup on the table. Is it a northern thing? Is it a northern thing, HP sauce? I don't think it is particularly, I know it was invented in the Midlands. Anyway, you learn something new every day, cross the noise one off, we're still looking at molten metal and sneezing in your sleep. Wayne in Basildon is here, you have been, you've been, you haven't been on for a while, Wayne is one of the, uh, how many have you got now? Oh, it's on your Twitter page. Uh, nine. So you're going for double figures? Yeah, and this is, and, and, and is going to be the second one um, I've answered on sneezing. You're a sneezing expert, are you? Well, kind of. It's a, it's a bit weird how I know this, right? Come on, then. Um, my, my ex, well, I suffer from insomnia, so my ex would be laying there, and I'd be, like, looking at the ceiling, yeah. um, and she'd be making all kinds of weird noises while she's... If you're, just, if you're just tuning in, I think we need to clarify, this is an entirely decent story that Wayne is telling. When he was lying there staring at, staring at the ceiling while his ex made loads of weird noises, it's because he had insomnia and she was fast asleep. Carry on, Wayne. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so yes. she didn't believe me, and she did used to sneeze as well in her sleep, and I always thought, well, maybe she's going to wake up, but no. She'd only wake up when I actually went to get out of bed, and she'd be like, oh, where are you going? Come back. And I'd be like, I thought you were asleep. But yeah, she sneezed, she did all these like weird popping noises, and she didn't believe me, so I started filming her, when I, was, when I was awake. Yeah, right, now it's getting weird. Now it is getting weird. If you're just tuning in and it's sounding weird, th- this time it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, well, you can't film people while they're asleep. That is a bit odd, isn't it? And did she believe no, you? She, no, she, she just was adamant that she didn't make all these noises and all, all these sort of claims that I was making. She was like, no, nah, you're having me on. Uh, but are so, you sure it was a sneeze, a proper achoo? Because yeah. I am receiving reports that you don't sneeze in your sleep because... The nerves that control sneezing are also resting. It's completely involuntary, though, isn't it? I would have thought so, but it still involves a nerve. Yeah. 
or nerves are. I, I'm going to give you the round of applause because I think you just, you've got that tone in your voice, Wayne, where I think you'd start crying if I didn't. Oh, come on, man. Well, no, listen to yourself. <laughs> Seriously, if I don't give you this round of applause, how are you going to be for the rest of the day? Well, I think I might retire yeah. on 10. <laughs> right, are you serious? <laughs> That was Jones, who dived straight in as soon as you said that. Uh, Way well done, mate. It's 12.55, it's LBC 97.3. So all we've got left is molten metal. <sighs> I'm going to go to Linda in Chigwell. We haven't got time to get an answer to this question, but, but it seems only fair to try. Linda, question or answer? Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I want a question. I know I'm not going to get an answer. Well, but you I never know. I might know, the, I might know the answer. I might know the answer. Right, but... Why is it that you can keep ordinary potatoes in a vegetable rack and they sprout within a couple of days, but you can keep a sweet potato in a vegetable rack for goodness knows how long and they never sprout? It's a simple question and I want an answer. Well, I, I, think, I, think, I think the answer will be in the name. Do you not think sweet potato might be a misnomer? It's not, it's not part of the potato family. Is a sweet potato a tuber, or is it... I mean, it's more like a yam, it isn't it? It's planted into the ground. If they've got no tubers, then how do they grow to make more sweet potatoes? From seed. Sprout. No, doesn't it grow from seed? It's more like a carrot. <laughs> Carrots don't sprout. Do they? Yes, they do, eventually. Well, oh... All right, but I don't think it's a potato in the potato sense. It's, it's, it's yeah, not... it's a potato. It's, it's not a potato. It's from a carrot. Yeah, I think a carrot is more closely related to a sweet potato than a potato is. It's only very, very distantly related to the potato. I think, uh, that, I think that is actually the answer, but you know, I can tell no, from your not. voice. Well, I think it is. It's only very distantly related to the potato. No, because a potato is a potato. It's not a carrot. No, all right, forget the carrot. That was a red herring. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a fish. But the potato is... A, the, the, you know potato is part of the nightshade family. The potato. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, the sweet potato isn't. You're not going to win this one, James. It's not That's even a battle. I'm just right. I'm just right. The sweet potato... I like to be right on this. The sweet potato is only distantly related to the potato. <laughs> no? No. All right, then. Well, I... Don't know why I bother, honestly. Alex is in Ilford. Alex, question or answer? Answer. Go on. Uh, molten metal, they couldn't. But the skill in the blacksmith or the caster was in looking at the colour. Yeah. That's how they could tell. So how do they do it now? Uh, I haven't got a clue how they do it now. I was just happened to... I like, used to like uh, Fred Dibner, and he had a, a programme well, on I it. I used to like Fred Dibner as well. He's the bloke that built a coal mine in his own back garden. Oh, Alex, sorry, yeah. I can't stop. I think we've got a sweet potato question on the other line. There's your round of applause. Eli is in Dartford... Take it away, Eli. Hello, it's Ellie. Ellie, sorry. Oh, That's all right. The right, bigger, the bigger the build up, the bigger the build up, the bigger the fall. Yeah. What have you got? Quick. <laughs> yeah, basically, sweet potatoes, they don't root because you use the actual vine that the sweet potato grows out of to replant the root. And then that gives you more sweet potatoes. Whereas the potato, you let it, you let it sprout and you cut that in half and you put that in the ground and it gives you a bunch of potatoes. So the sweet potato grows from the actual vine it looks out. You chop that, you stick that yeah. in the ground. Right, so they and are, it gives they're different. They're different creatures. They're different species. They're only very distantly related. Uh, qualifications? Uh, well, I used to grow it myself back in Madeira. There you go, Madeira. They are. That's Fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's Have a great day. And you, Ellie. Thank you. Here's Madeira, Julia Hartley. <laughs>